Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store in Bering somewhere in, in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, never. And we're brought to you with the exceptionally dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Uh, get online, get engaging. And we're also brought to you by Land Speed Records and their wonderful uh, equipment supplier, Audio Technica, the best equipment there is online. Come in and buy your stuff from people who love the Canberra Check. as much as you do. Check. Is this microphone working? Is it working? One, two, one, two. This is an Audio Technica <laughs> microphone. Of course it's working. And of course, we're joined as ever by our special guest star all the way from the West Coast of the United <laughs> States, Matthew Hollywood Laneves. Win! We're all in chicken tonight, ladies well, and gentlemen. You were there, Matt. You were you there, actually, weren't you? On your way back from New Zealand, you swung by um, by Victory Stadium, as it's now known in in Melbourne. Uh, Seven to five winning record. No, I was yeah. there. I was I was in the corner where Schiller scored the magnificent try. Schiller's corner. Schiller's, Schiller's corner. corner. It's now named. There was a few Raiders supporters. We got to see a nice close up image of Jimmy getting his tube feet back in, just like Nick Meany not getting his foot out of the touch for that dropout, which was crucial and. No, it was a good game. I, I, I was lucky enough to be able to bring uh, my brother and um, his son, my nephew, and he's now going to be a Raiders fan for the rest of his life. So it was awesome, yeah. man. Like, that's what you need. That's what you need, though. You've got to win hearts and minds, and that's the sort of victory where a kid, you know, they might have been wavering, thinking, oh, I should go for Melbourne Storm. They're better than the Raiders. But that's the sort of one that, that you know, yeah. it, it restores hope in, in true believers like ourselves. And... It doesn't. You don't go for a side because they're better. You go for a side because they're yours. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, but kids, kids, you know, you know, I, 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 kids generally go for whoever's winning, which is why there's so many people um, in obscure parts of the of the country listening to this podcast right now who've never actually been or lived in Canberra in their lives, but go for the Raiders because when they were at their formative years, mm. you know, the Raiders were the were the most exciting team to watch, the best team to watch. Maybe that could be the go. Could be. Look, we've got some news. We do. It's a big, big news week for big the Raiders. News week. Are we going to just go straight to the top? Let's go straight to the top. Straight up news that was very exciting for the pork. He's still he's still beaming. He's smiling from very ear excited. to ear. He bounced into the into the filthy story a minute ago. Exceptionally he excited. Wasn't wearing his Ricky Stewart badge because apparently he's, can't find he's it. misplaced it, which is <laughs> I'm really upset about because I actually bought you that badge. I custom made it. Yeah, you did. I'd like you... to get a ba- I'd like to get a badge of the pork looking at the badge. <laughs> you know, okay. like a like a inception, a badge within yeah. a badge. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Now, you bought it from some dodgy guy on the street. Now, so what actually happened was it, was it was grand final week and there was this guy from Sydney who was like sort of one of those English geezers and he'd made up all these badges of Raiders players to sell in grand final week and he'd driven all the way down from, from Sydney to sell them and he said he hadn't sold... He came to Landspeed and he said he hadn't sold any and I bought... I bought two. I bought a Jared Croker one for my son. I bought a Ricky Stewart one for Pork. Oh, you're so kind. You bought two. Yeah. (laughs) He was a geezer. You can't encourage him too much. Otherwise, you'll never get rid of him. I think they're five bucks each, man. Okay, but Ricky has, as it turns out, he signed. Well, it's not official yet, but it's out through the Daily Telegraph, which is pretty much... Don Ricky's brother-in-law, other brother-in-law, and other brother-in-law. It's the mouthpiece of the Canberra Raiders 
you know. I, I think it'll be announced after the Warriors match yeah. on Saturday. As long as long as we win. It'd be a pretty somber announcement if we lose to the Warriors and then We should try and you know, we've got the what the Meninga stand, we've got the Larkham and Gregan stand. Yeah. Can we at least get like the Ricky Stewart flagpole or the like the corner post? Because you know he's always used to kick to the corner post. No, I don't no, know. I you, think we you... need the, the Ricky Stewart sideline chair. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> he needs a statue there though. It's it's pretty he's ridiculous that Larry Larry has a statue and, and Mal has, has a statue, statue and Ricky. Doesn't. Ricky's done. Yeah, he's put more. Now, this will when he sees out this deal, he'll be the longest-serving Canberra Raiders coach. Yeah, yeah, more than that. He's not just that. He's a Canberra Raiders Dalian medalist. He's a Canberra Raiders Clive Churchill medalist. He's a three-time premiership winner. He's got us to three prelims. He's got us to a grand final. I mean, if that doesn't get you a freaking statue, I mean, what do you actually have to do? Yeah. I don't know. The statues are on the every, way out, though. That's the they problem. are, but everything that Ricky's done, um, even in his you know, playing days and then also in his coaching days. I don't think much of it really stacks up to what he's done for the club culturally and what he's been able to create for the club and those kids to put us back on the map, honestly. Like, I remember, and we spoke about this quickly last week, and I'll, I'll be short for once, but when I was there into the 2000s, it was a Brumbies town. And if you're not from Canberra and you did spend time there, it really was. And there's a huge, there was a huge gap. The Raiders were really struggling and Ricky came back after you know Furness sacked his brother and suddenly that club's now got a real resonance and we joke about him having a voice in the telegraph and in fox sports but without ricky and we've said this before yeah we, we wouldn't have a voice coverage. at all no. so I'm, no. I'm so glad that he's there and we all have our gripes with you know selections and some of the yeah he does look he, he he does still have his idiosyncrasies and his foibles um he's not perfect and i will call him out on this show unlike some other Sycophants. Um, but well, he's the still... good news is, Matthew, he knows you're 100% behind him. Not like this. Oh, mate, I love Matthew. that. And he also listen to the way that the players talk about him. Yeah. They, they know that he knows that, you know... There's no one we're going to get. There's no just... one we're going to get that's, that's, that's going to do. I mean, people say, oh, why would we resign him? There's no one we're going to get that's going to do a bit of job. You want to bring in Madge McGuire? I mean, who are you going to... You know, mm. Shane... Someone, idiots in the past, have suggested even Shane Flanagan. I mean, it's Holbrook. Thank you, Holbrook. Holbrook. It'll be anyway. anyway, he's resigned. That's great. But there's also other resigning news, Blake. There's some big, Many. big, big resignings announced today. Two year deals for Zach Wolford. Nice. I mean, it's a great story. The Zach Wolford 2022 story. Um, you know, son of a of a Raiders legend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he foul mouth Raiders legend. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he'd basically given up. Simon um, Tourette's Wolford. He'd basically given up on uh, on playing first grade. Yeah, on playing first grade, and you know, he was. I think he. I think he was. He said, "I listened to him on the." Um, on the Raiders the official Raiders podcast, yeah, and he Benny's said, one. Yeah, yeah, he was his goal this year was to win the premiership with Newtown. Yeah, you know, and and now he's playing first grade. It's great to see um, James Schiller, who you know a lot of people were questioning uh, in the lead up to this game. Well, he had a he you know he had a great game. I mean, the the, the try was incredible, but he did some other. I think he's arrived. Yeah, he I would have had a hat. Arrived. He would have had a hat trick if it wasn't for like um, Justin Olam doing the uh, shoulder charge. Well, it was actually like a it was like a missile. It was a he missile. Speared head no first. Arms. There was no attempt to make a genuine tackle, which, as a rule, I think is okay. Like, I mean, yeah, Rapana used to do that. Yeah, well, we got, it's kind of we got, we kind of got away with the Rapana one against Parramatta last year, the Sevo one. But and I've said that favorite, he the shoulder. My favorite thing that Schiller did on the weekend, being at the game, was we we're under the pump. And um, he had to take a hard carry out of his out of his own half after a kick, and he lined up Munster, who's a big body, and he just rocked Munster on his back. That really put a bit of confidence in the side. Yeah. I think it was a kick return, and and you can you know you Schiller- can tell from his kick returns he doesn't shirk it. You know he's not he's not he's not a Nick Kotrick in terms of his build, but he doesn't he goes hard with the mm. the kick yeah. returns. 
No, I think that's good. And he's re- and of course Matt Frawley is just resigned. Well, we're going to get to, we're going to blah, 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 blah. Adam Mariota has also resigned for two years. A lot of good signs from Adam, and he's sort of moving into the um, the sort of the extended bench sort of territory in recent weeks. And I think he's he's a young prop with with a big future. And then the news that has me with the spring in my step, the re-signing of. The absolute favourite of this show, Matt the Shoe Man Frawley. The Shoe Man. Go the Shoe he, Man. He's re-signed for one more year. I mean, in terms of a, a backup half, you know, he's he's Doesn't absolutely what you need. Yeah. Doesn't get better. Yeah. And look, his, as we've said before, his, his winning percentage when he comes in the side is incredible. I think it's 120%. Yeah, he could, he, 120%. He could, oh, yeah. It's 120%. <laughs> <laughs> he could play both sides of the field. He could play seven. He could play six. He can even play nine. That's what that him training in the off-season. So... It's good to see a bloke that left the club and go try his hand out somewhere else at Canterbury, come back, get a shot, and then um, after a couple of years, now get a, another contract. You yeah. know, not just one contract, but get two. And yeah, and he, with Sammy he's going to be a great hand for the others too. Yeah, yeah. With Sammy Williams moving on, he's the senior head, and you need that guy who's going to play mainly reserve grade. But they are the ones that actually teach the young guys, you know, how to mm. play in reserve grade and and you know direct them around the park. And no, it's, I think it's fantastic. So other news, there's more news. Joe Tarpany's uh, been pretty coy about extending his deal. Um, obviously, that's news that no Raiders fan is is overly excited about. I mean, I see it from his point of view. He's from November 1. He can uh, receive offers from uh, for 2024. And considering he's, you know, in the last few weeks, has established himself as the premier forward in the game, he's going to be getting plenty of offers from yeah. far and wide. But he'd be out of his mind not to wait for November 1. Exactly. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But oh, it'd be great if he didn't. But of course, yeah, well, I understand In order for him is. not to, the Raiders have to give him what he's worth. And now we know what he's worth. Well, I think he doesn't know what he's... He wants to see what he's worth. And the way you see what you're worth is by testing the open market and see what someone's going to pay. But someone might, you know, a Titans might be prepared to pay... One point two million. It doesn't oh, make, we cert- match that. Certain certain no. teams will be prepared to pay more than what we are, probably. But I guess you know Joey Taps had a pretty rough year off the field last year, probably out of his control. You know all that stuff to do with social media and and his partner. And I, I imagine going into this off season, you know, like a lot of players, he probably just decided to focus as much as he could on his football and especially his defensive efforts. And now his um, percentage of missing tackles is just it's world class. And he's probably just decided that he's going to focus on nothing but football until the end of the year and then deal with it then. And, you know, obviously when you're playing such a high standard of rugby league, the media is going to start putting the magnifying glass on you. And I just hope he just continues to do what he does for our club. And then the powers that be, we've made some pretty astute signings with some of these younger kids, probably on some pretty good deals that we do have a little bit extra to probably pay him because we are going to have to offer him more money to keep him at the club, but we probably can't match some of the other clubs. And then like you've said in the past, like if, if he wants to take, an extra hundred or two hundred to go to New Zealand or the Titans or whomever, then you know we can't get in his way. I don't think, and we're probably not going to want to overpay for a prop. But the other thing is know. to consider is he's so he's still signed for the Raiders for twenty twenty three. So we've got him for another whole year. Um, he's in a rich vein of form. How long does that you know carry on to that extent? Because when he signs in twenty twenty four, his next deal, he's going to be thirty then. And what we've yeah. seen in recent years, notably with our own Josh Papali'i is players hitting 30 are noticeably dropping off. There's not too many forwards in the game right now that are over 30 that you could say are really at the peak of their powers. Um, It's changed. The game's so much faster. I mean, I can remember a time, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Steve Price and Petro were both 
like 30 in their sort mm. of 34, 35 playing for Queensland, they were the best two props in the game. Mm. What's yeah, well, JWH and uh, Takiyaho were two of the best props only 18 months ago, and now yeah. they're barely first graders. It's really well, tough, isn't it? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll speak. Well, Takiyaho's gone. JWH, I don't know if he's got another year or not, but that's would be my probably my big concern with Jay Tarpany. Well, okay, if the so Roosters are going to be looking for a replacement prop. We can only... Ma- like, we don't have the ability to, to pay what they do and the way they do. No, that's all allegations, but I think it's fairly rock solid that we know there's allegations for certain clubs that they, they're able to, to do stuff. So we have a number of options with him. One... We wait till, and I think this is probably one will go. We wait till November the the first. I don't think we can really afford to wait for it without putting an uh, an offer for an extension that he can look at. But the offer that we put for an extension has to be a good one. It can't be something where we're hoping he'll he'll sign for less, right? And he can't lowball him, no. No, he's going to wait till the first. But we have to put something on there that shows good intention. So for mine, and I take what you say about the thirty-year-old mark. So. Previously, I thought either a four-year four deal at this or a five-year deal at this. I take your point. So I was either say a three at this or a four at that because he needs that security to keep him in. Because yeah. if we're seeing what you're talking about over 30, everyone else is seeing it too. So we need to take a risk and say, you're worth it. You're worth it, Joseph. So if we put in a three-year deal that's on decent money, say an 850, or a, sorry, uh, that's on a really good deal, like it's a 900, which yeah. really says that's something, or a four-year deal that's on 850 or 800. Yeah. So he can choose between those two. Then if he goes to November the 1st, he's not been given a low ball from us. He's been given something. It tells to all the other clubs, you're really going to have to ante up with it. Yeah. It's on the table, which means if he goes to another club at that stage for officially a certain amount, then people are going to be asking, well, what cars are you moving out of car parks and what did you get out of the boot? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sort Who of knows, stuff. Because you'd have to think the two of the biggest high-profile middle forwards middle to edge, I guess, that have signed for overs at the time to get them out of big clubs or a state the big clubs. They haven't really worked out, have they? So you're looking at David Fafita, Payne Haas, and even Jason uh, Tamalolo. Even he's had his issues and they're trying to manage that that massive contract now by less minutes here and blah, blah, blah. But I'd be surprised if some other clubs throw huge money at Tabs, um, unless it's like a two-year deal at 1.5. Like they just go crazy for two years. Um yep. Mm. where who knows who know, it's it's hard it's hard to really know and obviously every club club has its own maths and its own finances that they have to deal with and looking at the way that they're going to balance it and you can just see the imbalance in certain clubs at the moment and how they're not managing it properly yeah um, well, I, I think taps and this is what i'm seeing around the club he's brought back in so we had issues last year we know all about those right they were there there was also the vaccination thing was a bit of a, a bit of an issue for him last year as well yeah but the the other issues where we're gelling in i can tell you now that um the fold has been rejoined and it's been well and truly rejoined there's no issues with partners there's no issues with him i think olive branches have gone out and they've been generally meant on both sides and i mm-hmm. think that's actually well fixed so i don't think that's going to play into it like a lot of people feared what it does come down to is especially if you're right about the 30. And unfortunately, I hate to agree with you. It really, really pisses me off. But I think you're right. I think you're actually right. And Which so- is why um, Payne Haas mm. is better business for the Roosters because he's only like, he's 20, what is he, 22, 23? That's right. So that's why I think they would prioritise him. But if they don't get him, I reckon they're coming for, for uh, Joey. The other thing I would say, you know, with, with, with Joe Tarpy though, is the Premier, we're never signing the Premier prop in the comp from another club. 
we've got him in our hands right now. Mm. So, yeah, maybe we really do need to, you know, pay overs or pay whatever it takes to keep him. Because we're not luring, you know, we're not luring a star, superstar prop from any other club. I mean, we tried to do, and Vicky tried to is, do it with JWH. Yeah, that's he offered right. him a million bucks a year. When was that? 2015. Yeah, yeah. And didn't, you know, couldn't prize him. Yeah, and that's right. But this is the thing. Who is, at the moment, our marquee? Who's our number one player right now? It's Jack Whiten. No, our yeah. number one player right now is Jay Tarpanay. Our number one player that people rally around and follow and see is the guy is Jay Tarpanay. And that's who you give the big money. And I know he's out of the spine. I know yeah. he is, but he plays 60 minutes. He is a captain. Uh, he puts up, he's played all his football with us. I think we put the big yeah. offer in there. I think it's a risk. Everything's a risk. He's been, I think other, he's worth it. The other thing, he's been very durable as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's worth it. Anyway, of late. huge news. We've got a new order of beanies in, people. Uh, Raiders by 56 beanies. They're going to be coming out in the market soon. Limited supply. Yeah, limited. Get them. Get Grab one. Once they go on sale, grab one. Because before we get sued. Uh, yes, yeah. and, and if you're walking through the Melbourne airport with a Raiders by 56 beanie, you might not be stopped by security, just like you are walking through the airport with an ass clown beanie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heads up. Right, you got stopped by security. Nice. A couple of times. Yep. <laughs> but, I was, but I wasn't taking that beanie on, that's for sure. Right. What, did they make any comment or did they just... No, they just decided to ask me a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, well, you do look dodgy, let's face it. Okay, so the Storm win. Um, the first thing I got on my agenda is, is Schiller arrives. I, I remember in 2000 that the Roosters were playing a prelim against someone. I can't remember, but they won. And there was a young winger for the Roosters at that stage. And they were sending all the traffic down at this young man. And they were bombing to him and chipping. And the first half, he dropped a few, missed a tackle and stuff like that. Second half, they targeted him. He didn't make the mistake. They targeted him again. He made the break. They targeted him again. He scored the try and they won. And Anthony Minicello never looked back. He had arrived and you could see... Well, I thought the this was going to be arrived. a story about Semi Valame. He arrived. I think we saw Schiller arrive. That's what I think we saw. It was his coming out party. It was the point where he's now a first grader. He's, yeah. He now believes in himself as a first grader. It's not just us believing it. He believes it. He's, yeah, but look... He's now got the does, strut and the Does, swagger. you know... In our full strength side, where does he play on the bench? On the wing, ahead of Rapana, ahead of Kotrick. I'm not. I'm not putting him down the side now. Yeah, he, I wouldn't start him over either of those Hawking. two. Uh, I mean, he finished one try, and he obviously was great in the other. What the good thing that I I'm really proud about in that performance is, um, two of the tries were down the right hand side. So obviously, mm-hmm. we scored. We scored one. Um, off the intercept with Seb Chris, you know, yeah. where Pappenhausen probably panicked and threw that ball on the wrong shoulder. But um, the other two tries came down that side and both on fifth tackle, the both hands, you know, the fast pushing the ball fast. Yeah, the fast, but and, and Savage um, involved in the first one really well with those really quick hands and Adam Elliott involved with the second one. You know, had a Wittonado in that first one with mm. that great um offload it was just really good to see that play and heads up play on the fifth tackle so you know we've been predominantly attacking down the left hand side and now to be able to get some ball to the winger and see our winger score we haven't scored too many tries traditionally like that we haven't i think this year i think no team scored less tries to their wingers in the cup i think rappers only got one or two tries you know normally yeah yeah and but the other thing it's not just that we haven't scored many on the wings we haven't scored many yeah you know our scoring has been really down i know we've been focusing on the well well, and also when you attack focused on crash balls yeah. you know, through the middle. Yeah. Well, you can't blame Hodge for that this season, can you, mate? No. You'd like to no. know, wouldn't you? It's you uh, all these things, all these things, they all come back to Rick, don't they? Jesus, you're <laughs> Short dropouts, crash balls. You're such an <laughs> asshole. You really are. You know everyone hates you, right? 
But it, Dude, I think listeners science... Disagree. Listeners would disagree, Paul. They, love, right? they love my authenticity. They, they love do. my frankness. They love your authenticity. Yeah, yeah. The, um... You know, the thing with me is what you see is what you get. What I say on air is the same thing I say off air. I'm not like you. Two-faced. Right. Two-faced. So you're not the sort of person who goes into our private chat <laughs> and takes a screenshot and shares it on Twitter. You're not that sort of bloke, are you? No, because I'm open and frank. Yep. I'm, I'm, there's no there's no closed doors. So you, you no... broke the locker room convention by putting something out there and having a go about it. By pointing out to people what a two-faced ass clown that you are. Well, I wasn't a two-faced ass clown. I said clown. I was scared that we were going to get flogged. Everyone was scared we were going to get flogged. I wasn't. Really? Was that because you were drunk? No, I barely drink. I had faith. I had faith. I looked at our record in Melbourne. I knew the guys would be I, up for the, for look, the game. And I tell you what I did for us, and this is what really scares me. I think I'm the mock. Whenever I watch on TV in any of those matches, we lose. And when I don't watch, we win. I'm now saying this is now seven matches in a row where I didn't want to watch because I didn't want to be stressed and I thought we'd lose and I thought I'd watch the replay and we won. I'll tell you what, are you on the sideline this this weekend? Yeah, it's not the... live matches. It's when I'm watching on no, TV. No, but I'm saying, are you on the sideline? I am, yes. Yes. If we lose to the Warriors, yeah. I'm throwing something at you. Good. good. From, from, <laughs> from the stands. Yeah. Is that something right? sharp and something heavy. You guys are assholes. You really are. You both oh, just eggs. I don't even just know eggs. what it is. Look, I no, you just pe- said you're the mock. So if you're the I'm mock, the, then we I'm need the to I'm the mock. That doesn't mean you can throw things out. I'm self-medicating mock right here. Right? This, no, I, 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 I take charge for my superstitions. I love watching my Raiders. Matthew gets heartbroken when I won't sit down and watch him. It's like, nah, it's me. It's me. It's me. That's what I keep saying to him. He's starting to believe me too. The, ga- okay. the game on the weekend was interesting to watch, especially live. Is the amount of times that how honestly, not just the right hand side where we got split up pretty early, and it wasn't all on CH. And if you look at it, sometimes Melbourne are really smart. They'll attack down that left. They'll try and hit the um, the second rower. Then they'll go down the left again. Like they'll they'll try and hit that pivotal defender, which is usually the first edge defender, which is the second row. They might call it the A or something in rugby league. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go down that side again and and try and manipulate the marker who might not be um, back. And the first time they manipulated um, Adam Elliott for that break that Pappenhausen threw the forward pass. And the next time they split us down there, they caught out um, Zachy Wolford. So it wasn't all on CHN, but I actually noticed that the game, our, our defensive line was pretty split really a lot in that first half. We were really scrambling and it was very lucky that we have such a dominant defender and a smart guy on the left-hand side in Jack. Jack so many times rushed the attacker or either rushed and then pedaled back just to give them space, knowing that he could cover. That um, We were very lucky to win that game. Um, but I think that game is also going to give us a lot of confidence because they're the sort of games that we normally lose. And... Mm-hmm. Seeing how much effort Fogarty put in in defence, seeing yeah, yeah. how much effort CHN put in defence, yeah, there was a huge the tackle well, he did they, on. Yeah, they yeah. Were the top two tackles. I think they both made like 38 and, tackles. And we said, so much week, traffic. we said last week, A, that Fogarty had to lift. He did, but we also said they were going to send traffic, everything at him, yeah. and they did. But yeah, you're he held. Right. He held, but he and then, and then looking at Emre Gawler's first game back, he yeah. played great. Emre you know, Schiller down. played great. Yeah, Some of these guys that have been, you know, putting in five and six sort of performances over... You know, like out of ten uh, over the beginning of this season, they're now putting in sevens and eights. And if yeah. we can do that, yeah. we're Young as well had a very good game. I thought great game. Yeah, great game. He's he, he. I hope. Well, Brad Fittler was watching. Yeah, I think Hudson Young. He's got to be a shot. I mean, he probably won't because he plays for the Rays, but he's got to be a shot for New South Wales next year. Mm. Yeah, he because, does. Because the second row is fantastic. But no, well, Cam Murray and Liam Martin are okay. But no, Liam Martin was trash. Well, if he plays for Penrith, he will. 
Yeah, yeah, well, that seems to be a thing. Look, one thing we can get out of that game is the storm of filthy cheats, and in particular, Jerome Hughes. Oh, my God. I'd seen it on the Twitter traffic about him staying down and playing for it. When I watched the replay, I was disgusted. That was just... I think there should be sin bins for simulation like that. Well, I don't think there can be sin bins for simulation, but the disincentive for uh, simulation in that circumstance is he should have had to have gone off for an HIA. You stay down, you go off for a HIA. That's right. I mean, Rupert didn't even stay down and they sent him off for a HIA. Mm. Yet Jerome Hughes lies there prone, waiting for the for the you know bunker to, to look at the to try and find some reason to give us a penalty, a penalty try. I mean, straight away, um, bloody uh, Ashley Klein has said, oh, we're checking for a penalty try, we're checking for a penalty try. No one went anywhere near his head. He, first of all, he ducked under, um, I think, Hudson Young and someone else yeah. went to take, and maybe it was Jack. And then um, Savage, Savage hit him with a beautiful... I mean, that was the, the first time we've really seen... Harvey Savage, yeah, Savage yeah. save a try like that. I mean, if 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 uh, Chance did that one, Matt would be saying, "Well, that's why Chance should be the fullback." And yada yada. That's yada, the best but... play, Savage. That's the best play Savage has done for the Raiders in first grade. Agreed. Seventy fifth minute, an international halfback who's already scored an amazing try. He's so dangerous. Who is so it accelerates at the line. Yeah. I'd love to have that guy on our side. Just like he's such a threat, and he yeah. and he makes the break, and he makes that half break, and he's getting the ball down. And Savage was out of place a couple of times earlier in the game. That try, that um, that grubber, yeah, that Hughes missed. That was off a, a thirty second break and play, and Savage should have been there. And you know, like he's just one of those young fullbacks that's still learning that. And then for him to be able to be in the right position in the seventy fifth minute, that kid's got to be so proud of what he did. And I know the rest of the side will be so proud of what he did because that's really when at the ground that's when you knew that we could win this game because that's mm. the play that saved saved us yeah. the entire game. You know, yeah, great. Um, I think we also want to look at the Whiten strategy. And, and Blake, you've got a bit more on this. Um, it's something I've, I've toyed with myself, but I think you, you, you've really put this well, in. Well, it sort of was on... I thought it was more of a pork sort of strategy. Cause on well, it definitely because, is a pork strategy, but I think you enunciate it very because, well. Because, well, last, last episode, pork raised the strategy of when you get a drop out, you just boot it as hard as possible at, at the closest Low and available. straight, yeah. You can do it with kickoff as well. Nathan Cleary tried it in the state of origin. Yeah, he went for the sideline. No, well, he, he I think he went straight for it's Ben smart, Hunt. smart, though. He went straight for Ben Hunt. You kick it out, you get the ball. And yeah. then it was only what sort of ricocheted off Ben Hunt, whoever was the closest man yeah, was. Yeah. And it was only a, a great effort from Valentine Holmes to, to keep the ball yeah. play that actually prevented New South Wales from getting the ball back. So so you, your crazy strategies, maybe they're not that crazy. So on that, I thought, well, what's another thing that would be very good for the pork? And here it is. We get Jack Whiten. We tell him to run as fast and as straight and as hard as possible as the best player on the other team and just take them out because Jack just break is their built, knees. He's built of granite. He is. He's, he's made of iron. He's a piece of iron. Well, and it, also because he drinks so much Canberra milk, his bones are just his bones are so, so strong. strong. Because that was... Uh, if. Yeah, I, but that the the injury I've had and now two surgery on is a busted patella. Yeah, well that's the I one. I can tell you how that, painful. Because when is. it happened, you when it happened, you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of um, the Tedesco one. Mm. On remember his first. And that's what his was. Too. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, first his patella. first game um, post post back flipping, and he charged off the kickoff as hard and as fast as he could at Campo. And he busted and he his, bust kneecap. his kneecap, and that was him for the season. But do you know what Pappenhausen's problem is? He probably drinks oat milk. He's probably he not drinking the camera. Yeah, it's oat milk or some sort of almond. Yeah, almond. You don't get. There's no nipples on an almond. <laughs> you know, it's not milk. Ryan. It's not milk. Yeah, there's, there's no. It's no not milk. It doesn't strengthen the bones. I think so. Our, our strategy for Jack is to find the opposition's best player and run Jack at them as hard as he possibly can. Who who should he be going for against the against the Warriors? That's a tough one. Well, I mean, Sean Johnson. I'd take out Sean Johnson because 
if we lose on Sunday, on Saturday, we know it's going to come off the back of a Sean Johnson field goal, isn't it? I, I think he should probably run straight at... I mean, like, it's hard to say. You know, there's no... Sean Johnson, I guess. I mean, the, the player that I, I'm actually fearing the most this weekend is probably Josh Curran. But we'll get to that. Let's keep on the, on the, uh, the Storm match. There was also the case of the whistle being blown before the, the Harry Grant try. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about? Yeah. That came from the crowd because it I watched... Did. It I came watched from the crowd in the end goal. On, on the to- I, watching the game live, I watched it on Foxtel. It was clear as. Then I watched the Channel 9 replay, clear as as well. But then when we, we were like, what the hell just happened then? We watched the replay, Ashley Klein, you know, his whistle... His hands are by his side. Yeah, yeah, his hands are by his side. But what can they do? So, so there's two things. If you're in the crowd... You can blow the whistle because you want the defence to stop and your side to take advantage, right? And the referee can't reverse it because the person's gone through whatever's happened, right? And then if your side is attacking and you blow the whistle... Yeah, sorry, your side's defending and you blow the whistle to try and make the other side stop. If a try scored, who do they punish? So just the blowing of the whistle, it's in a situation where the refs can't do anything about it. The only thing that can be done is you literally have people, like the security guards in the crowd, and if they hear it and they find someone, that person gets the hell beaten out of them and then basically... Made to swallow the whistle. Yes, made to yeah. eat the whistle. Cut their tongue out. And then basically their, their face put everywhere and chucked out of every every ground because that's 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 really crap. I mean, how do we catch the phantom whistle? This is, do you remember the phantom siren? Mm. He's still around. That was hilarious. Andrew Voss was a big fan of the Phantom Siren. Phantom Siren was a different kettle of fish, but it's, I guess it's exactly the same, but we found the Phantom Siren funny, whereas yeah. this one wasn't funny. No. This one was a rich. So um, I don't I don't even know what's going to happen with that, but I tell you what, if that, that person gets caught, I mean... I'd be looking in the direction of whoever that ass clown is that takes the... Um, the cowbell, cowbell takes the cowbell, the cowbell to, oh, to Melbourne Storm. Cowbell. Games. Well, at least they. But you know when when we played that game that that one of the my favourite ever Raiders victories. You know, straight out of quarantine, twenty twenty, mm. when the the game returned, and there was no crowd there, and I was like, oh, at least we won't have to put up with the cowbell. No, they played a recording of a cowbell. <laughs> there was no one there to bang the cowbell, so they actually played a recording just a of a cowbell. Okay, so who's our man at Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork? Uh, Landsby Records $20 man of the match for that match. Is it Taps? Is it Elliot? Is it Schiller? Is it Fogarty? Who is it? Who do you, who do you like, Matthew? Savage? It's, I've watched it a couple of times back. I'd have to say uh, Adam Elliot, maybe. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. Adam Elliot. I'll go with Adam Elliot, too. Okay. Family. Okay, Adam, um, you can come in and get your uh, $20 Land Speed Records uh, voucher from behind the counter. Just yeah. uh, ask for Byron. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll, Although that'll we might, we might, that one might have a pretty short, that one expires. <laughs> in about expires by seven, November. Expires. Nine weeks. No, expires, yeah. Yeah, expires the day that, you know. Still pissed off these going to the Knights. Once you lift the cup, you've got a month to claim it. And after that, sorry, you're a Knights player after yeah. that. But, you know. Yeah. He's a big loss. He's a big, he's a big Massive loss. loss. He's really played really well. Look, there was something that came out of that match. There were many things that came out of that match, but one thing in particular that came out of that match that uh, made me quite angry. In fact, you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, gentlemen? How the hell does Jordan Rapiner get sin bin for what he did and then gets two weeks and nothing help happens whatsoever to Nelson Asafa Solomona? for basically getting his shoulder into the face of Jordan Rapiner, who has to go off the field. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He gets, it's, it's, it's not only does he not get sin binned, but then the MRC finds nothing about it. Now, that's the third time this season. Did he get a fine or not? Or did he got nothing? I, I think got, he got fined. Did he? Yeah, he got fined. But it's, it's but basically it's, missing no match Rapa's the third problem, time this Rapa's season. Rapiner's problem is, is, is form. 
But I mean, you look at that 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 Nelson Esther Solomon one. He how has form too. It's just not getting yeah. done for him. How is yeah. that any different to the one? And I mean, I know Magic Round last year's another story, but how is it any different to Papa Lee's one that you know he got sent it's off? It's not and, at all. And four or five weeks suspension. Yeah, it's not. There's no difference whatsoever. Well, so and- he he takes out Rapina, one of our most important players, especially in a game like that. Rapina has to go off. Yet he stays on the field. It's ridiculous. And now Graham Analyst said you can't like you can't compare because this person went off. That then this person should also get off. Why can't you? I oh, mean, yeah, if, yeah, if someone that... if someone goes on report and someone goes off with a HIA straight away, that should be ten minutes in the bin. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what grinds my gears. Is as soon as, regardless of whether you think you know the MRC is getting it right or not, as soon as the Raiders lose a player because of a foul play. You know, then you can activate the 18th man. But as soon as the Raiders lose a player for foul play and he's going through that head assessment, before you can activate the guy, you're still down a player. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so there's what? How many minutes to go in the game at the time? Twelve minutes. Yeah. yeah. And Nas could stay on. It's. I think it's wrong. Uh, it's just, completely it just, wrong. It was just crap. It was a really, really bad thing to do. But because your problem here is expecting to hear anything from Graham Mannersley that isn't total absolute shit. Because that man has no integrity whatsoever. He will make. He will stand up in front and say anything that suits the narrative of the yeah. NRL, and he of will course. take it. I mean, I've been banned from calling him um, in the written word a particular word that basically means yeah. I can't use it here because apparently we get sued for it. But I, there's no integrity with his comments. They don't hold any water. I really wanted to run a, a show which is you know can you win an argument against a fifth grader and put him up there? You know, and I don't think he would because any half-witted fifth grader would pick holes in his arguments they're pathetic uh, i tell you something who is pathetic as well and that's danny stewart <coughs> yeah this is danny stewart the uh half brother of a uh canberra's coach ricky stewart <coughs> now now in regards to the uh win over the storm on uh sunday uh uh that game was a lot uh, closer than i thought it'd be but uh, at the end of the day i guess uh wins a win <coughs> Uh, when Sebi Chris took that uh, intercept there to race away for that try, uh, I expected the floodgates to really open after that. I, uh, I expected the uh, Raiders to win by 56, but uh, yeah, that didn't quite eventuate. And at the end of the day, those uh, those plucky Storm boys hung in there and uh, gave us a competitive uh, game. <coughs> oh, I think I wasn't alone uh, before the game in uh, fearing that uh, the Storm wouldn't sort of give us the necessary... Uh, uh, Contest that we needed for the uh, sternest test that lie ahead for us in the Warriors and the Titans, but uh, credit to those plucky Storm boys, they hung in there and uh, made it a close game. Uh, <coughs> um, at the end, of, the end of the day, I was a bit disappointed to uh, only walk away with a uh, four-point win, uh, but two points is two points, and uh, yeah, I suppose we've got to fucking take it, don't we? <coughs> uh, now... The next two weeks will really tell us where we're at against the might of the uh, high-flying Warriors and Titans. Uh, <coughs> um, we're really going to need to uh, be up for them two teams. Um, and if we come away with the uh, chocolates in them two games, uh, it's hard to see anything else but a uh, Canberra's premiership in 2022. <coughs> uh, so onwards and upwards for the boys. Uh, Rick's about to sign a new contract extension. Uh, you little beauty and uh, go you uh, uh, green machine. <coughs> Well, a bit cheerier this week. <laughs> cheerier this week, yeah, Danny. A bit cheerier. Reason to be cheerful, oh. Danny Stewart. <laughs> Danny Stewart, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, it's time for Ask Clown of the Week! <laughs> Brought to you by Raid Plumbing, because if you need ass, 
you need crack. And there's no better place to get arse crack than Raiders Plumbing. And they may even fix your plumbing. Who knows? Um, I've got a multitude of people this week. Uh, the MRC for not uh, suspending NAS, just for a starter. I'm going to go with Ash Klein for not sin binning um, NAS as another oh, one. Not only not sin binning, what about Buddy trying to give the game to the Storm <laughs> after full time, finding he, a penalty? He did his very best, didn't he? That the other one crazy. is too. Do you know how many six against um, <laughs> Melbourne Storm? Six. Six, and we got none. None, zero. We got none. The rule that was actually basically brought in because the Storm was were so good at, at slowing down the ruck and manipulating the ruck and getting tangled up in people's legs and all the rest of it. Mm. He couldn't find a single six again. No, he couldn't. But we did it six times. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But the other one that I wanted to mention on top of those guys who are absolutely dreadful is a uh, follower of the show uh, at, on Twitter at that thing you like, uh, named Brad Scores. Um, you're an ass clown, Brad. Uh, Brad has declared that he can't tell the difference between uh, another podcast and ourselves, which means you're an ass clown. Anyway, who have you got, Blake? I've actually got um, someone that I think Matt said before is a friend of his, Warren Smith. Was up. His commentary, the on, on, his commentary was absolutely appalling. I mean, I, I, like I said, I listened to um, the Fox coverage live and then listened to Channel Nine. I thought that. Um, Fred, Freddie Fittler and Joey Johns did a better job than Warren Smith. Oh, that's how, that's how go, bad. That's not how too bad. Far. That's how bad Warren Smith. Warren, they're going to say, they're going to say it's a try. Warren Smith. Um, the thing that really got to me, I mean, generally he was a storm cheerleader throughout the whole thing. Yeah, he's a storm um, cheerleader. And But the thing that really got to me, which I just thought was totally just bizarre, he kept on going on about what a hothead CHN is. And he did it multiple times and saying, oh, there's a fight. Oh, Corey Hardaway and I, he'll, he'll be, when there's a fight, he'll be the first one in there. It's like, I've seen, never seen any evidence to back this up. I don't know where he's getting it from. If you remember last year, Corey Hardaway and I got sent off for um, Take the high shot. The, he was in tears after the game, went and apologized, did this whole post and everything. He's hardly a Les Boyd hothead. No, he's no. not Matt Lodge. He's not Nathan Brown. I mean, if you're going to call anyone on our team, you know, it's, it's, it's probably Hudson Young is is the hothead or Rapp is the hothead. It's or not Taps. It's, yeah, or Joe, Joey Taps is he's mellowed, but he was yeah. He'd swing. So, he's hard on Raps for sure. Have a have a word to, have a word to Warren Smith. Set him straight, Matt. Um, what do you want pork, to tell him? The pork, Blake, the Blake and the pork think you're an idiot. No, nah, well I'll 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 tag him as in Twitter this week when I'm I'm you know declaring our ass clowns and we'll see. We'll see if he gives me the same treatment that he's given the pork, which is... I don't even know what I did. I don't know if I did. He's mocked the pork. Okay, who have you got for your ass clown, Matthew? Tag him and I'll reach out afterwards. It's Warren um, Smith. It's Warren Smith, isn't it? It's Warren Smith. I'll... Uh, no, it's not. It's um, mine, uh, probably the MRC, not necessarily for rapper getting two weeks, although I think that's a bit harsh, but it's also um nas not getting any i mean i, I suppose pork said i mean pork did say that mine's probably more rapper getting too like i don't i don't necessarily i don't know i'm just so confused with the way that it's all run that i it's not clear um and my other one probably would be i guess just buzz rothfield because i can't stand watching that guy even when he's not on television it just bothers me Mm-hmm. So, well, is I'm he sick not a of perpetual ass clown? Yeah, he, he's every perpetual week. ass clown with uh, with Graham Annesley. They're both perpetual ass clowns. And Pete and Peter Blandis. <laughs> and no, Blandis. Yeah, well, he's he's getting there. No, I don't. And think the pork. I don't think he's. A, I'm not a perpetual. <laughs> and Cameron ass Smith. They they named a, they named a grandstand after Cameron Smith. How good the was weekend. it that Cameron Smith was there with Old Boys Day to go down there and get beat? And and this is the, this is the weird thing though is like we've got this now this great record at uh, at. Um, 
the Melbourne Rectangular Field. No, we, we're like the ABC. We call it the Melbourne Rectangular Field on this show. Thanks. We're not getting sponsored by Amy. Um, so I still call it Bruce Stadium. I never call it GIS Stadium. But we've got an incredible record. Their record down down here is, is equally as incredible. Do you know how many times I, I've seen actually us beat the Storm in the flesh in like the last... 10 or 15 years. It's only once. Mm. That that Monday night game on 2016. Paul Vaughan. The Paul Vaughan one, Paul I was moving Vaughan. house. We were, we were renovating. Oh, yeah. We were moving house. So I listened to that, that one on the radio. There was one before I was in Thailand and I listened to it in, 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 in like 2006 or something, 2007. I listened to it on Internet Cafe. So yeah, actually me live, 2016. And I've suffered through so many oh, yeah. painful defeats. That one where Cooper Cronk chipped Billy right at the end and they scored that try. Right yeah. Right that was a break. That was the one in the rain. Yeah, I hate that. Anyway, so the state, okay. the state of origin loss a couple of years ago was pretty rough. No one cares mm, about no one state cares of about origin, mate. No one cares on this show. No, 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 no. no. When, we no, go. No, when, we, no when, we don't even. When, we go for uh, Queensland on this show. No, stop, stop, stop. When the storm had all of their state of origin players out. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Is that a Queensland it, song? Because yeah, there's like three syllables in it. It's meant to be the, the, the tune she's come around the mountain, but they don't know. So they just do this monotone, yai, yai, yippee, yippee, yai. I, was, I wasn't it's, even talking case, about the state of origin, you clown. I was talking about it, when they had no listen, players. And in case you don't know, listeners. Oh, yes, that was horrible. Late on, late on our time Wednesday night, uh, Matthew actually quit I think the podcast. You can agree, I think you he quit the podcast because he was so upset that I was going for Queensland. You're with me now, aren't you? Blake is an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one cares right. about State of Origin, man. It's over. No one cares. Oh, that was a good I match, care. though. Anyway, going forward... Um, the got... moment that they didn't put Jack White anywhere in that team, they that deserved was, to they lose. They lost that match. They deserved to lose. Because I tell Wales. you what, Dane Gagai doesn't throw a punch at Jack White. No, that's what that's what Ricky said. I mean, if there's a player that, you know... At the end of the day, State of Origin is, is much of, a, of a, a battle and a fight than it is a game of football. And any battle or fight you're going to have on a football field for 80 minutes, you want to have Jack White now. There, you really do, because he really does. Do. He's loose and he'll go. But he he's just committed to his position. What Matt was saying before about he saved so many situations because he could see them, he could read them, and he had the physicality and the athleticism to either get up, pedal back, cover cover spots. He was able to do more than a normal player can because he is of that level. To have Matt Burton was that one bomb that he did. Absolutely outstanding, no questions about it. But it was not worth. Did you not see having... how many meters? Did you see how many meters Matt Burton ran for in that game? <laughs> Twenty-three meters. 20. State of Origin is about getting the ball out of your own end. But the thing we yeah. haven't really talked about in that Storm game, Jack White picked up people and dumped them on their back mm. two or three times throughout the whole game. We were absolutely belting. If you listen to the way Sammy Williams talks about it, um, I can't remember what podcast it was on last week, but Sam Williams talks about how. Uh, once you defend on the on the edge, you know whether you're a, a flank, like a, a second rower or an outside back. Um, when you know the way that a defender defend, when you know the, the way that the guy inside of you defends, it gives you so much trust. Yeah. And whoever's defending with Jack, you realise you can actually give him more space because he can cover he can cover that outside shoulder because of how much ground he can cover. Yeah. And the way how strong he's on the inside shoulder, how much ground he can cover on the outside, it's just creating such a a, a blanket on that side of the field that. Um, he yeah, he he ragdolled Iremia. He gave Grant space and then smacked him hard. And our our, de- our defense on our line was really strong. I mean, we were we were, yeah. we gave up a lot of meters outside of our line. We defended on our, on our line better. Yeah, there's no really question well. though. Yeah, Jack plays better when he has the C next to him. 
He just does. Tarps plays better when he has the C next to him. You can just see it. Both of them, you could see they're in charge of that team. You could see they're in charge of that team. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You know, a, a couple of years ago, like, it became obvious that our, t- our team did better where Josh Hodgson was the captain. And Ricky was smart enough to realise that and made co-captains of him and Croker. And he did it. And it worked. It was a bloody good move. He was smart enough to realise because <clears throat> certain people kept on suggesting to him it was a really good idea. I think Ricky came up with that bright idea all by himself. <laughs> he came up with it all by himself. Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Now, going, now we've got a match in front of us. That, that win has bought us time. Now for Jersey's megastore of Iron Knob Street Fishwick behind the cock, it's the team list for the Warriors game. So, we've got Javier at fullback. We've got Nick Chotrich on one wing. We've got Albert Hopoate on the other wing. Very brief uh, debut. Uh, but he, he's, he's, I've watched him you know, a couple of times yeah. um, up close at, at, at kickbacks and reserves. And he's, he's bulked up. Yeah, he's very solid. Yeah, he's and, not and super he's, tall, but he's, he's, he's got what it takes. He won't let anyone fast down. Too, yeah, so he won't he's let good. anyone down. No, and we got Matt Timoko and Sebastian Chris. And didn't those short string, uh, short hamstrings start tightening up on the, on the end of his run? You know, when, Chris, he scored, when he scored his try. So he's, but he looks a lot quicker. He, <laughs> he looks leaner he looked this quick, year. man. He yeah, looks he, quick. And he, uh, but, and he was he was running up like, like a sprinter. He's, he's yeah, been working he on his sprinting. Like he, you could see his legs are... That was good. He, he saw it, went real, for it, yeah, he got a it. A real pop of like trying to be upright and his knees hit high and he just, he was like skimming across the ground. Yeah. I was really impressed with the pace that he had there. No, he's, he's, this year he's a lot leaner and he's a lot faster. Also, I like his relationship with um, Xavier Savage. I don't know if you saw there was yeah. a point where they both, oh, did yeah, the, well, they did their, the, um, the, the Torres Strait Strait Islander. Yep. Thing. I thought it was really cool. The other thing was, though, and that incept, and this comes off what you, you guys were both saying about the defence. That incept came off the fact that the fence was good enough they'd shut down their usual options and perhaps, perhaps did something that he wouldn't usually do. He didn't do a carefully, carefully controlled ball. He went for a Hail Mary. And our defence was there, read it. Seb yeah. saw that before he passed it, was waiting for it and took full advantage of it. But this was the other thing. The Storm players, Pappenheisen, um, was it Eremia and who was the winger on that side? Uh, Eremia was the winger on that side. Who was the centre? They didn't turn. Uh, Seve. They didn't turn and chase. They did. Well, Pappen hasn't through the pass. He was tackled. So, <laughs> yeah, was he? I, that yeah. I didn't see. No, but was... he, he, so um, Munster chased. It was very good. Hudson Young the was other about side. to smash him. Was coming to smash him. That's why he threw yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. And in the halves, we got uh, Jack White and we got Jamal Fogarty, who uh, was asked to lift, did lift. Had his best game in green. I think we definitely. Agree. Best and the game other thing you got to say, goal kicking man. He doesn't nail those two goals from the side. Oh, yeah. We don't win that game. It was brilliant. No, no, and he should be actually. We didn't mention him in in things for man of the match, but he was definitely one of our better players. Uh, Papali'i, who started getting back into form, is one prop. Joe Tarpano, We talked a lot about him. We got Zach Wolford in nine in the back row. We've got Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead returning. Then at lock, 13, we have Adam Elliott. On the bench, we have Tom Starling in 14, who's playing less minutes. Um, we got Ryan Sutton, who I thought did a pretty good job last week in 15. Emre Gouler, I think his return to the top side was Outstanding. Was fantastic. There was one, he had one, that one huge run. There was that one set I was talking to Matt out before. <laughs> um, it went, I think it went, um, well, you had you had Papalihi, Tarpani, and Gula all. Bang, bang, bang. That's a big punch up the middle. And yeah, we went is. like 45, 50 metres off yeah, three and, carries. And when Emre yeah. does punch up like that, gee, it makes a difference. You remember that, that the time when we had, what was that, Shillington, Leroy, Lars, oh, I can't remember the other two. God, 
Boyd. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big potato head, and there was one other. There was four. four oh no, the rotation. big four. The big four was Shillington, Leroy Lyers, um, Brett White, and yeah. um, Day Tills. Day Tills, yeah. And, and and but that that's the sort of thing you get, and that's that was our only weapon back then. But this this has more. Uh, Chn, yes, he has some defensive read issues, but gee, that that pass led to the first Shiller try. Brilliant. And he knew exactly what he was doing. No, he, when played, he, did it. he played good. He was really good. So he they have, good. and this is what worries me. The Warriors are coming with a good side. This is the best Warrior side I've seen on paper for a long time. They got uh, Chanel Harris to Vita. Well, that's the big that's the big talking point about their side. <laughs> Reese Walsh has been dropped, and it, Chanel's gone to fourteen. Yeah, because he's leaving the club, and then there's another guy that's they've replaced him with a guy that's leaving football. It's weird. Yeah, although I I personally I'd rather have Reese Walsh starting the game because yep. he's going to come on it's when we're tired and, and just think about nothing but attack. I've, yeah. I watched a bit of I watched a little bit of the Warriors over the last couple of weeks. And Reese Walsh is out of position so often in yeah, defense yep. that the, if you go back and look at some of their like minis, uh, the replays on KO, so many teams are scoring long range tries against the Warriors because he's just nowhere to be seen in defense. Mm. Like he, yeah, that's why he's been dropped. It's defense. Oh yeah. my gosh, man. Like it is, it is the almost, it's not up to first grade standard and he's and got Harris this highlight reel. So he's getting picked and Harris David is a good football player. I'd love he to is. have him in our club. No, I, really, I like him. I like him, but his heart's not in it. No, and that's yeah. right. And it's got to be on one wing. Then they've got Dallin Watney Zalesniak. Um, and... Grub. Yeah, but he won't die wondering. He's a he's a good winger, and he loves scoring against us. On the other, they got Marcelo Montoya, who's also another good winger. Um, he's a, yeah, he's in a vein of form too. Yeah, they're fast and they're strong, and they like scoring. So in the centres, they got Jesse Arthur's, of course, is Brad Arthur's other kid. Um, and Adam Pompey, illegitimate, illegitimate. <laughs> who's like, who's like, no, no, uh, half, half. Did he um, the one he had it the one on tour in New Zealand? Except yeah, yeah. Jesse Arthur's is from the Broncos, isn't he? He's from Queensland. No, no, it's the same surname, so they're related. Yeah. Uh, Adam Pompey is in the centres, and he likes scoring tries against us. Uh, I believe he's the one that Hudson Young eye gouged. Is that correct? Yeah, well, but uh, what happens on the field stays on the field, man. Except, of course, it goes to the tribunal. Yeah. Then you got to John Arcy, who I believe was at the Cowboys at the beginning of the season. He he played his first game. Was He basically became a Cowboy five minutes before playing as in that up at Redcliffe or whatever, and had a good game. Had a great game. And so we owe him one. Then we got Sean Johnson in the seven jersey. We owe him a bit. Then... Here's their front row. We got Adam Fanua Blake. We got Tahu Harris in the front row, back in form. Wade Egan, who likes playing out of us because he's picked holes in our um, our ruck defence, so I'll have to be on top of that. Then in the back row, they've got Ewan Aitken, who does all right in the back row. Then they've got Josh Curran, who I think we can all agree is a bloody good footballer. And they've got Jazz Tavanga at 13. He won't let anyone down. 14, they've got Reese Walsh. Then you've got Bunty Afoa um, uh, in 15. Aaron Penne in 16. And Jack Murchie in 17. So in that... Penne and Jack Murchie are not ideal for them, although Murchie does play well against us because he thinks he owes us for dropping him. Um, so I think the spot I can see in that um, is the Jesse Arthurs and Adam Pompey. I want to see early ball to Matt Timico and Sebastian Chris. That's what I want to see. Josh Curran, big fan big fan of Josh big Curran. Fan, yeah. I, I'm calling Josh Curran for Blues next year as well. Yeah, I'm just going to have a new pack, Queensland style. Just misfits, just mad misfits. Yeah, Mitch Barnett, Josh Curran. Hudson yeah. Young. Oh, we did have Victor Bradley in my blue side for next year. Because yeah, no one's getting suspended. You might as well just pick the maddest bastards you can. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, they're Matt not. Matt Lodge, what, Nathan Brown. What's um? What's Josh Curran? Is he Wiradjuri? I can't remember what he is. Anyway, but yeah, he's, no, I, I think he's from he, Sydney. He's definitely... He's a, he, he's a good football player. He's a yeah. very good footballer. Um, I Yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to leave him out of pretty much any Darug. team I've picked. Darug, how do you pronounce that? Darug. Darug. Um, 
which is around Sydney. Darug and Orich descent. Yeah, he's from Bucktown. Yeah, yeah, right. That is around Sydney. Yeah. Darug. So that's the Yora Nation. Um, but look, that's a pretty good side they've got going there. So I think our advantages are, in general, our pack is better. In general, our pack is better. And I think our bench is much stronger because while Penne and Murchie are okay footballers, um, they're not of the ilk of Sutton, Gula or, or CHN, in my opinion. We have to win this game. If we lose this game, all the courage and effort, you yeah, know, is wasted. All, all, everything that we did against the, the, the Storm means mm. absolutely nothing. Mm. And I mean, this is such a danger game. for If, if really? you ever want to know some of the Canberra Raiders, the Canberra Raiders is a team that will go down, win against the odds in Melbourne with a tremendous effort and then back it up losing at home to the Warriors. Yep. You know, a Warriors team that really has nothing to play for. How many times have the Warriors come here with nothing to play for and still manage and to still won. Yeah, that's right. Well, and the worst thing we have we everything have to play for is Chris Sutton as the ref. Yeah, it's not great. But better news is Casey Badge as the senior review official. Um, so, you know, six and one, half a dozen in the other. As long as Henry P isn't isn't brought brought back to come and come and uh, just fuck us over. Look, the major thing last time we played them, we were up in the humidity and we wilted, but there was just the effort just was not there. The consistency, the, the there was no um, cohesion. We dropped a side. million balls in the second. They actually dreadful. dropped more balls than we did, and we still managed to. Man, that oh. game. That game was as bad as it gets. Yeah, I think that was the worst I, game of the year. People no, argue for the West Tigers and I was the Titans. Say West Tigers I argue for this one because <laughs> although there was more points in the Warriors and Raiders match, the general stand, the points were scored off the back of pathetic errors. Remember, they got yeah. two of their tries no. through just the worst. It was errors. awful. It was awful. But that West Tigers versus Titans game is the worst game in in at least ten years. Oh, this one was in the. It was in Mate, the top five. This, guy, this game was up there for as bad. Did you as watch it gets. the West West Tigers Titans Matt? I, yeah, but that was in shitty weather and no one could score. This was just like, it was, it, I don't know. It really was. It was like Pete, both teams trying to lose. It was just, it was absurdly bad. It was bad. And the result was even worse. I would have dealt with it if we won, but we didn't. But anyway, now let's look at the expanded bench. Who's on the expanded bench? Because this may be where the game is won and lost. Because there's smoke screens are plenty, as you know, Blarko. Yeah. Okay. My big fear, okay, my big fear with the extended bench, just just preempting the extended bench segment is, for once we get, we've named one to seventeen, we didn't touch upon it at all. But Ricky hasn't actually named an outside back on the bench. He's gone no. with with a bench that we all go, oh, that looks like a very useful, powerful bench. My big worry is that there'll be a there is a smoke screen, and the last minute, I don't know, Elijah Anderson comes onto the bench in place of CHN. The other thing we haven't didn't really discuss in the team as well is Elliot Whitehead straight back into second row. I don't know. We yeah. look pretty good without him. I think we he looks pretty good without carrying, him. And if there's going to be a change for us, it's Elliot comes out of the side. CHN will go into the second row, and exactly what you said, Elijah Anderson. I just hope. Will I just come hope, up onto the bench. Assuming the team runs out one to seventeen, I hope Ricky does not try and play Elliot Whitehead for eighty minutes on that edge. Yeah, maybe not. If when Pork every week says that there could be a smoke screen here and there, and you know, there's. And one often, one week he'll be right. One week. Generally, right. there's not. But the one the one that I, I see maybe Ricky could do is is he does name Smelly there, and then maybe on game day drops him to the bench just so there's no press all week about the captain not starting or something. Yeah. Um. There's there's a chance that that happens just to try and ease him back in. I don't really know what was going on with the swelling in his knee. Um. But it'd be hard. You know, it'd be hard to drop how to win a after that performance. Just the the point of difference that he makes. On the right-hand side, giving us a focal point, you know, say th- three quarters across the field, or they call it fifty percent or something. When he when you're going from one flag, from one goalpost to the edge, he actually gives us another focal point to be able to pivot off. 
because yeah. you know he can turn and he can prop and it's just he's just got a, a bit of a different uh, game there that I, clearly it gives Savage a bit more space out the back because he's offering a bit more danger with the short ball. So hopefully Smelly's back and he's he's rested and it was what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago and he just needed a bit of a break. You know, it's mm. been a long season. Um, and if not, maybe he does play 40 minutes, like you said, and we've got a bit of a better balance going into the end of the season. Yeah, you Everyone's know. always ridiculed me about the concept. But now for him playing 40 minutes, it's got to be up in the middle. There's not going to be a problem with him running up the ball. There's not going to be a problem with defending in the middle. It's his lateral defence that's the issue. In the middle, that's not an issue. Yeah. And I know you well, all look, bloody look, make fun of me, but I still... Anyway, look, the extended bench. We've got Schneider, Mariota, Holler, which is nice to see there, back from his injury, and we've got Elijah Anderson. Our 18th man, Adrian Trevelyan. <laughs> They've got, for their 18th man, Alessia Katoa. They've got Cozzy, who was unfortunately on the extended bench, not on the side. They got Ronnie Volkman. They got Freddie Lussick, and they got Jackson Free. I'm sorry, I'm giving that one to the Canberra Raiders. That's right. right. So who's got a lift? Ooh. Okay, so it's Jamal Fogarty again. He's lifted one oh. dog. Lift another <laughs> one, Jamal. I want to see you not just be really good in the match. I want to see you win the damn match. Um, I want to see Papa. He was much better in this match. Yeah. I want to see him go again. I I had actually, on last Wednesday night, I kind of, state of origin, I mean, I know he had a much better origin than he did in, in the first two, but I just had thought we've really seen the best of Papa because he just, when he was hitting the ball up, even in origin, he'd do that kind of thing where he'd just get to the line and then stop mm-hmm. and then turn his back every time looking for the offload. And like I say, that's good to do sometimes, but you got to can't be doing that every single time. Yeah, but he actually man, I... ran with a lot more intensity against the Storm. Yeah, he did. And the other one's got a lift, obviously, and we've just been talking about it, is Elliot Whitehead. Yeah. My, I've got one more to throw in there. I think Nick Cottridge... Um, he wasn't great the last couple of games before he missed this game against the Warriors and uh, against the Storm. And now with um, Jordan Rappiner out, you know, you saw Jordan Rappiner again. The amount of work that guy does, mm. the amount of tough yeah. carries he takes. I still think Kotrick's, he's been reserve grade. Yeah, <laughs> Kotrick's really got a got a buddy roll his sleeves up and get in there. I mean, he's got the body of, of a god. He's got to go to get in there Not and take that the... that way, but if you did, he's got. Well, he's got a, a, it could be good for Raps to get a rest. You know, we're playing what the Warriors yeah. and the Titans, so maybe his body's a bit, you know, beat up. He's a bit older and likes a dart. But my my who's got a lift is is um, it's kind of an odd one, I guess. It's Tom Starling, and it's mm. it's not even in his personal game. It's just the way that the team gels when he comes on. Like clearly, we can we look like we can do some really good things when he's there, and he can create some good meters. But they're just we've noticed in other games where we're falling apart, and say this the second half is just the chaos that suddenly surrounds the way that we want to attack. And to me, if we can keep a little bit of that um, structure, at least with the first two or three or four plays mm-hmm. every set, then we can run off that. You know, one of the things that I did notice in the game in Melbourne is we played with a bit more width, which is something that both of you guys said was a weakness for the storm. We actually went pass pass pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of times where White and threw some really long passes out to the left, which is really um, comforting. Like he found, Hudson Young with a couple of long balls and and then going right. Now it looks like Elliot, um, Adam Elliot, that is, slots into a, a receiving role when CHN's done a run. And then when CHN's there, he's got a good link. Savage is playing with a bit of depth and getting his timing better with Fogarty on that side. So for me, if we can just keep a bit of that fluidity, that um, the crisp passes that Zach Wolford offers, and he's got a great pass from dummy half, man. He absolutely does. If, if we can keep a little bit of that and then just insert yourself once every three or four sets, Tommy, you've got it. You could do it, just base your game on 
you know, cookie where he, he knows when to run. You don't have to try and do it every time, dude. And if we can keep that, we, we can win every game for the rest of the year. The only two sides above us that we play from now on are Penrith and Manly, and we play them at home. So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's exciting times as Raiders fans, but we've done this all before, and we've done it against the Warriors, and we played them at home. And we saw it last year with Henry P., and the year before with Sean Johnson kicking two field goals in the last minute. So, you know, I'm hesitant to get excited, but I, I think if we can build off what we did on the weekend, we, we played tough and I don't think many teams will want to play us if yeah, we get close. If we play that tough, the Warriors have shown this year that they will give up. They will lose interest. You know, like, like I said, they've got nothing to play for. Mm. I'd love to see us break. I'd love to see us break Adam Fanua Blake. Have we played him since he gave us the wham wham thing? <laughs> I'm sure we have. That was yeah, we had. Uh, no, at home though. At home? Nah, probably not. I'd love to had. see. Was I'd love to see year? someone. I'd love to see someone just rip him in a half, man. It would be good. Talking about ripping, it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans. It's always great to do my segment after a win, and it doesn't much doesn't get much sweeter than beating the storm. So this week we got the Warriors. <clears throat> the Warriors actually haven't been too bad the last couple of games. They performed pretty well against Parramatta, held them out for a good chunk of the first half when Parramatta had all the ball and the momentum and convincingly beat the Tigers the previous game at home. There are a few curious team changes for the Warriors this week, which I'll let the boys cover through the pod. With the ball, the Warriors have been fairly one-dimensional. They score through Sean Johnson or some crafty play from Wade Egan at hooker. So we need to keep a very close eye on both of those players. The other player to keep an eye on is Montoya. He's pretty good in the air. So whomever is marking him on the wing might see some traffic and some high balls going their way. They also have an above average forward pack on paper, but rarely play, play well together as a group. If I was the coach, I'd put them on a permanent carver ban. Uh, their average point differential is eight points per game worse than ours and the Warriors don't scramble well in defence. Well, they certainly don't scramble as well as the better teams. So I want to see some more ad-lib footy from us this week. We have some serious strike power out wide and yet we still refuse to get our wing and centre some early ball and space to isolate their defender one-on-one for an attacking raid at the try line. So let's... uh, Let's fix that up. Uh, So to win the game, we need to do our basics well, especially in the forwards, get a bit of a roll on, take advantage of some broken play through offloads and tackle busts, and we need to score more tries. If we want to play come finals time, we need to be scoring more points to win, and especially in the second half. Good luck to us this week. Enjoy your footy and go, you green machine. Oh, my God, he's a madman. Oh. I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him. Oh, you can worry as much as you want. He doesn't care. He's gonna you, do should hear he the, you should hear the bits of his segment that I had to edit out. Because he's, he's got too crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was threatening people. <laughs> does he Does he need more meds people? or less meds or different meds? Just got to find the balance. Just yeah. got to find the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's between it's you know, he's taking the uppers and downers yeah. and whether he's taking you know the bourbon or the tequila. It's like you never know from one moment to another. One person you do know with one moment to another, though, is uh, Lord Funkington. Hello, everyone. Lord Funkington here. And what a win. What a win over the pathetic pretender Melbourne Storm in Melbourne again. 7-5 in Melbourne. The best team outside of Melbourne with a record there. And we don't even get the ref's help. 
like the Storm do every bloody week. But enough about those losers. New Zealand Warriors week. We owe them. We owe them beauties for many things over the years, but why not just tell them up at the moment? Oh, boy. It's been a big time. Raiders looking good. Mathematically, we can finish second, but I'll be happy with third or fourth. I think we'll all be all right with that. Settled in with that. But there is an important thing we need to talk about this week, and it's uh, passing on our best wishes to good friend of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, Phoebe Glover. Now, Phoebe's had a rough time of late. Uh, her man, Les, was a bit crook. She's been a bit crook, and she's tweeted during the week that she's tested positive to the Rona, which happens to the best of us. That happened to Lord Funkington. happened to Tim as well. happened to Blake. I think it happened to Danny Stewart. I think that's why he clears his throat so much. But anyway, but enough of that. Phoebe has said she's missing her first game in nine, her first home game in nine seasons. So Phoebe, from all of us here at Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork and Heather and Matt, we say, lift, lift. If you've been to home games for nine years, you've been there in the cold, you've been there in the Arctic weather, you've been there in the heat in the start of the year, you've been there with no bastard around you, you've been there clogged with bastards around you. Just go, who cares? Who cares? It's only a worldwide pandemic. You're only a little bit crook. Everyone's a little bit crook. Aren't we all? When you really look inside yourself, everyone, aren't we all just a little bit crook? Who's going to mind if Phoebe goes and keeps her run going at the uh, Raiders game? Well, maybe Phoebe because she's a bit crook. Feel better, mate. And as they come out wearing green and we're not cleaning the milk, I'm, I'm actually expecting it this week because this New Zealand side is garbage. It'll be the Raiders by 56. Enjoy the game, everybody. See, you can set your clock by Lord Funkington. You really can. And just a reminder again, very shortly, you're going to have the opportunity to get your own Raiders by 56 Blake and the Pork Beanie. Very yes. shortly. They'll be in stock very shortly. And as soon as they are, we'll let you know. Uh, about you about eight to 12 weeks, I think, actually. But anyway, yeah, well, just in time for Christmas. Get, very shortly. How many are we getting? How many are you getting? Uh, the standard 25. Yes, yeah, the, the no. standard 25. So we, we've, we've yeah. gone through, we've burnt through almost 50 ass clowns. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, minute minute minimum order each time. Limited edition, exclusive. I, I wore my ass clown to the game, and if you look at the KO, when I'll I'll, I'll take a screenshot probably when Schiller scores one of yeah. the replays. There's me and the ass clown just going berserk. Well, put it on Twitter and post it, and you can did, win the prize. Did anyone it's, recognize it's, you for, as as Matt from uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork? Did anyone not, anyone? Uh, a lot of people recognize me as Matt, but not from Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. <laughs> really. <laughs> Really? There was a lot of Storm fans really? who, uh, yeah, a certain show that I did in a certain previous life was quite big in Melbourne. But um, so a lot of people, Patrick, did, a lot of people did ask about the beanie though. Yeah, and I was like, you got to listen, Raiders of Yulu with bacon the pork. So if we get a boost of 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 purple people listening this week, piss off, piss off. We don't many, want you. Many, many purple people are going to want to like listen I to the podcast you. after. I did. I did encourage the coach to uh, wear the biggest shit-eating grin he possibly could uh, when he went and drank Belly H beer. He informs me that the beer was very nice and very cold. <laughs> I did yell out a couple of obscenities to the referees and the opposite op- opposing team in that beanie, which I think hopefully gets a little bit of memory. Yeah, now Adam was mm-hmm. uh, Fanua Blake was playing last year in that uh, forward pass uh, one oh, match. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He was playing in that. Lodge so. was Lodge playing in that one as well. No, Lodge wasn't there. Uh, there. No, it's Arfoa, Egan, Fanua yeah. Blake, Harris, Katoa, Tavanga, O'Sullivan was in the halves yeah, with Nick Arima, well, then Hicko yeah. and Pompey. Fusatura on one wing, Marmolo on the other. That's changed. Two of us are Sheck at fullback, and I remember he had a bloody great game. They had really Sirinan, Murdoch, Masala, Armau, and Murchie. So there's a lot of change between mm. here and there. Um, there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. 
Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Four in a row in Melbourne. Does anyone else have that record? Has anyone ever won four in a row in Melbourne? Because I don't think no. anyone has. No. no. No one comes close to our record in Melbourne. South Sydney have like have never won there or something. They've yep. like won once in like 30 games or something like that. Well, that's really good because, you know, I don't hate the Melbourne Storm like Blarkey hates can, the Melbourne Storm. Can I read the next reason to be cheerful you get written down here? Yeah. Stuart resigning. <laughs> You've got him down here. He's resigning. No, there's a hyphen there. There's Re- no hyphen. Resigning. <laughs> You've got Stuart resigning. Are you, Re- fuck you, Rick. something we don't know? <laughs> Ricky Stewart resigning is... Resigning is the other thing that's very good because there's nothing like having your, knowing who your coach is going to be for the next four years. R- rumor, rumor is... Rumor is I read on the internet. Rumor is that... Because um, <laughs> you wrote it. But yeah, go on. <laughs> is that you were the first person he, te- he sent a texter to to announce that he'd done a new deal before his wife, before before his brother. Really not true. Well, his brother gives him the deal. So anyway, no, before, yeah, Danny Stewart didn't know about it. No, that's absolutely true. Um, and the other reason to be cheerful is we're still in the hunt. For God's sake, oh, yeah. there's many pratfalls the and wide open. crap that's gone on this year. We are still in the hunt. I still think we can only really lose one more match. The comp is wide open because basically it's it's it comes down to you know who's going to play Penrith in the grand final. Well, we've beaten the Storm. We could beat Parramatta. We could we've beaten the Sharks twice. I've got a Porkstradamus for you. Porkstradamus. Penrith's going to go out in two in the finals. Really? Oh, mate, I'll take that bet. What really? are you offering right now? They're playing fifty cents. They're playing at home. 50 what? Hey. What was our previous? What was our last? No, I won it, but I can't remember you what it was. You did win it. Did yeah, you? I did. Yeah, I won, but I can't remember what it was. No, you won it. Oh, you definitely you won it. it. Yeah, you lost. No, because I, I can't remember it? either. But I, I remember listening to the podcast later, and you'd won it. Okay, so we've got the Warriors this weekend. This is our run home. We got the Titans away, which is more of a danger match than people. Win, think. Then win. we come home to win. Yeah. Then we come home to the Panthers. Win. Then we've got St George Illawarra after that at home on the Sunday. We got to beat those. Got to beat them. Yeah. Then we go over to Newcastle on Sunday win. afternoon to the Knights. Got to win that. Then we come back here and we get the Seagulls. And Lord, do we need to beat them? I'd love to beat them at home. Maybe a very win. much would love to beat them. Then we finish at Leichhardt Oval, a la 2016. Yeah, it's an omen. Yeah, um, against the West Tigers. So we, I believe, having done the ladder predictor, we can positively lose one and still make the finals. If we lose two, touch and go. I was at that game at Leichhardt in 2016. Oh, was I? Oh, my God, that was a good experience. All three of us were there. I got sunburnt. Do you remember how hot it we was? We were all on the three hill. of us at that match, and none of us have ever raised that. It was yeah. Dennis Carnahan's, uh, who is the person behind our fantastic theme song, um, his 50th birthday party, and the good people at the Fire Up uh, broadcast, Fire Up on FBI broadcast, had given us their box. And so yeah. I was actually in the box and was right in line with Joey's flick pastor up. Oh, right. I was on the other side of the field. I was in the hill. Uh, and in I was fact, on, uh, I had a dart at half time with Aiden Caesar's mum. Were you smoking back then? Yeah, I might have had a ciggy. <laughs> might have had a ciggy. There you go. I actually, at the end of the game, I actually sat on the um, grandstand with Robbie Farah and um, drank some ciders, some apple ciders. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Listener of the week, Blanco. I'm just, when you see that famous, I'm just out of shot. Listener of the week. Listener of the week, Paul Calvert. Uh, great listener. Big listener. He's been a prolific listener of the show. Nice. Um, and just just a wonderful dude all around and uh, yeah thanks Paul thanks for listening and uh, thanks for your support 
Excellent. Um, now, just before we go, I've got to talk about the Raiders review with Blake and the port competition. Yeah. Uh, this is before just... before we do the competition. A couple right. of other shout outs. Um, yep. Shout out to Cole, Cole Copeland. Oh yeah. Another a former listener of the week. Now, Cole posts his uh, his meals his meals on, on Twitter and. He does. Um, we're a bit concerned about you. About your heart. I mean, he he, he posted he posted today a sausage roll inside a inside roll. Inside a roll. And do you know what that made me think of? That made me think of that's something that Shane Warne would have eaten. <laughs> and we all know what happened to Shane Warne. So, like, Carl, maybe have some vegetables, mate. We're, we're worried about. It. And the other the other shout I want to send to is a fella called Bruce Stadium. I don't know if you guys oh, saw. Oh, fantastic! I was going to have Bruce Stadium in the news segment, but then I kind of forgot to have Bruce Stadium in the news segment. But uh, he's he's a guy, and he's he's I don't know if he's a listener or not, but he seems like someone that should listen to the podcast. Yeah, he's got this band called the Fuzz Suckers. They're like a Melbourne, oh yes, punk they're band. Melbourne Melbourne punk band, and look, um, they want to play at Bruce Stadium at halftime, and I I don't know how well it would go down with a lot of the. I don't know. Well, Benny Pollock's an avid listener to the show, so he'll listen to this and he'll make his decisions. He probably saw he probably saw the camera times. He probably saw the camera times. Sorry, but um. Yeah, we'd love to see it. We'd love to see it happen because at at Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, most people would know we what we value more than musical ability is passion. Is passion, <laughs> and Bruce Stadium bleeds green. <laughs> so make it happen, Benny. Make it happen now. Just want to go back to Cole Copeland. So here's his sausage roll in a roll. Then the other day he didn't have buns, so he had hot dogs on his wholemeal bread. Um, that was very interesting uh, when you went through that one. Um, but, you know, uh, hot dogs another day. This will get the crowds back. It really will. <laughs> it should be exit music after we win. Ball. It should be playing uh, after we beat of... Penrith. As Penrith fans are just leaving the so, field. It's just... <laughs> so hot dogs he's had with mushrooms, onion and bacon on top. That That's pretty interesting. Then a lazy dinner with chicken, Kiev, baked potato with coleslaw, butter and sour cream, baked carrot and pumpkin. Well, he got some veggies in there. He does, he does, but they're deep fried. Um, what else we got here? I mean, it's just really we're worried about you, Cole. We're worried about you. you you've got to improve that night. Uh, the breakfast pizza. Right, so he's got a pizza with everything on, including some eggs cracked on the top of that baby. Um, oh, my goodness gracious me. Look, people, you've got to go check out Cole's Cole's. Give him thing a follow. You've got to give him a follow. So it's at Colin Copeland uh, 2 um, on Twitter. Go have a look at what Cole has to eat. We certainly do. It's great enjoyment to us. So yeah. big shout out to you, Cole. It's all oh, straight out of the uh, Woman's Weekly oh, 1970s it really cookbook. It's a, it's amazing. Look, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork competition. Rep your Blake and the Perk merchandise <laughs> or taglines and get them in the public space. Get yeah, them on Twitter. Get we, them on Facebook. We mentioned it last week. It's bring against the Dragons. Yeah. It's bring back the banner. Bring back the banner. Round. So they're encouraging um, fans to make banners. So if we'll be making have, banners. If you can't have an Ask Clown or a Raiders by 56 or who the hell is Matt Laneve's banner, um, you know, anything like that, I don't know what you're doing. Show us your pork. Yeah, show us your pork. <laughs> um, or No, place your pork. Show us your ass. place your pork. Um, <laughs> show us your pickle. You could be Wins in the run. pickles. Now, you've all been quite pathetic in putting these out. There's been a couple here or there. Um, obviously, JB's still probably leading the race, but there's... No, no, no. Unfortunately, it's Phoebe. Phoebe's, oh, Phoebe, Phoebe's still reading. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but... She's, uh, she's a loyal listener. This week, T-Mac went and shoved Nasclown Beanie on the statue of uh, Steve Irwin and his family at the Australia. That was very good. So we thought that was pretty good. At some stage, Blake will bring the Arnie J Honey in, and I'll be able to start giving people prizes, but that's not going to happen until he does it. Um, coming up... We've got next weekend, Saturday, July 30th at 3pm. We've got the Win. Titans away. Then Saturday, 6th of August, 5.30 at home again. We've Win. got the Panthers. 
Sunday, 14th of August, 2pm, at home, mm. the Dragons. That's bring your it. banner. Bring your banner. Bring your banner. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders View, with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And I'm Matt. Yeah, no, he's Matt. You're supposed to say Heather. Oh. You, could, you could say Heather. And we're just going to close the show with a bit more of um, yeah. Bruce Stadium and the Fuzz Suckers. Yeah, Bruce Stadium and the Fuzz Suckers. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Lead green, people. <laughs>